Welcome the founder and host of BuddyCast, Nick Sorensen. Good day, buddies, and welcome to another episode of everyone's favorite show, BuddyCast. I'm your host, Nick Sorensen. Joining me today is a very special buddy. He is a fellow 40 under 40 honoree. He is the owner of Randy Bill Duck Studios. He's done a lot for the local comedy scene. He's here to help you make all your election blues go away. My buddy, Frank. How you doing, Frank? I'm doing great, Nick. And how are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm always, it's always a good day when there's Buddy Cash, you know? This is very true. I watch every every time you post an episode, man. It's great. Oh, thank you. A fellow, and I should say a fellow Buddy Cash enthusiast. <laughs> Indeed. Mm-hmm. So, Frank, as I mentioned, you were you were a fellow... 40 under 40 honoree. How much does that honor mean to you today? Uh, I think it's very, it's a very cool thing that the reader does where they bring in people who are doing excellent work around the community every year. And to, to be among the, those people who both came before us and who will uh, subsequently come after us. Uh, it's, it's a neat, it's a neat way to show where Erie is going, who's, who's making an impact and how others might be able to get involved with those organizations. Nice, nice. And you are also the uh, the creator of Randy Bilduck Studios. What's what's the story behind Randy Bilduck? Uh, so Randy Bilduck started out uh, as a pandemic project, uh, mm-hmm. as we've all had those uh, when we <laughs> when we had the pandemic blues. And I started writing a cartoon in. Uh, the the very limited spare time that I would have uh, teaching people how to run Zooms and getting all that stuff together for the city. But uh, in between all that, I I started writing a cartoon called Ghost Cop. And uh, within the cartoon is a character who's a duck. And everyone who I showed the cartoon told me the duck needed a name. Uh, With some help with some friends one night, we came up with the name Randy. And then everyone agreed he needed a middle and last name. So Bill Duck, uh, obviously, because ducks have bills. And then he was a duck. So uh, we just put that all together in a tight little uh, uh, kerning pattern and uh, threw it on a piece of paper and sent it to the state. They approved our LLC. And uh, that was the name that, that we chose to, to run with. It was, uh, it was nothing but a joke uh, to me to begin with. And then um, I was talking to Mark Tannenbaum uh, a meeting he was at, and he said he had a space available in his building, which is PACA, uh, who's on the Historical Register of National Historic Places in Pennsylvania, uh, which I thought was uh, a cool thing to be a part of because I'm a big history buff. And I was like, oh, it would be really neat to be in one of the oldest buildings in Pennsylvania that's still uh, operational. It has the oldest working uh, manual uh, elevator in the county. So I thought it would be a cool space and it would give a cool vibe uh, to what my true passions uh, lay in, which is music, comedy, and art and entertainment. So when I had the opportunity to 
purchase the space that we're in, uh, which is on the fourth floor of Paco, as I said, uh, it was a shell of nothing. It used to be the, the old teachers union space. So it was cold. It was blue. Um, it just felt like every time I walked in here, uh, before we started doing the build out and we were just kind of figuring out where things would go and how it would look. And, uh, every time I walked in, it felt like I would go to the principal's office, uh, cause like all the school stuff was on the wall. And then there was like these little trophies that they didn't take. Um, and once we started figuring out what the need of the community was, uh, we really thought that it would be a cool concept to have a space where people could come in and record whatever they wanted uh, for as much as they could afford to pay. Because at, at the pandemic time, people were getting money, but no one was working. So it was really tough for people to afford to go out and do things and then to be COVID conscious and all that stuff where we took all of those things into consideration and we said, okay, let's build a small recording studio in one of the rooms. Um, and then we'll have like a photo studio in another room. And then we'll have like a live room slash uh, video production space in the, the larger room. So, uh, each of the two smaller rooms are about 400 square feet and the bigger room is about 1200 square feet. Uh, and as it evolved uh, <laughs> and we started getting more people to come in and say, Hey, this would be a really cool place to do a wedding. It'd be a really cool place to do a comedy show. It'd be a really cool place to have like a band play and have a birthday party. And those are things I never really considered uh, until one day I went to Voodoo uh, after work and I ran into a dude named Anthony Morelli. And he said, hey, I am, uh, I, I said, I, I'm Frank. I, I do media for the city. If you have like shows or something coming up and they're free, uh, I can promote things through the city that are free that enhance the community, both in arts and entertainment and culture and, uh, and business really runs the gamut of what you can promote if it's free. Uh, and he was like, oh, dope. That's cool. Uh, and then it kind of transformed into also I have this space if you ever need somewhere in a pinch. Uh, well, needing somewhere in a pinch became more and more frequent. Uh, <laughs> so it, it, it kind of morphed into, well, let's just do an open mic. Um, and then we kind of looked through the community who has uh, open mics and we realized there really wasn't a comedy open mic in our region, really. Uh, the, and Anthony is doing a great job developing the scene uh, of comedy back in Erie since Junior's uh, left, and Keller's is running Magic, and I'm not other. I'm not really sure what else he's doing. Um, but they've been closed for a while too, so there really hasn't been uh, a strong pool for comedy in our area in a few years, and now that comedy is coming up and becoming more of a thing myself and you know the company randy bill duck we see that as uh an opportunity to grow and expand and hopefully within the next six months to a year i'll be able to buy uh, a larger space where we can fit about three to five hundred people in and we can start bringing in b uh, and a list comedians for the community and then we can have uh, local comedians, you know, either brush up their chops, have 
um, have workshops with these comedians that come in or different entertainers and really market the area um, back to, to what we've always been known for in our area, which is working hard and making things happen. Awesome. You kind of answered my next question with you, you know, your partnership with Anthony Morelli. How does, what does that mean to you? Like, how has that been and how has it evolved really just? Time, <laughs> so, uh, so my relationship with Anthony is, uh, is, is much to the liking of a, a relationship with a sibling, I would suppose, mm -hmm. uh, be, because it's, it seemed like the first time we met one another, uh, we, we just kind of hit it off. He, uh, we, I, I am one for fast wit and, and quick comebacks usually. And uh, anyone who can, who can keep up with me, I'm usually a fan of. And uh, I think the first time I, I, I always try to say something strange or uh, I try to gauge uh, what I can, where my boundaries are with a person, usually within the first like 30 seconds to a minute. And I'll say something strange and like Anthony just like came back right with a comeback. And I was like, okay, well, we're, we're cool friends. And uh, as I mentioned before, it was, it was kind of a, uh, a matchmaking process uh, without either of us knowing it at the time. And now uh, moving forward, I mean, next year we will have, uh, I'm working with Anthony and, and Dan to, uh, to get this flagship comedy festival coming to come into town. We're going to have uh, between seven, I think, and nine venues We'll have a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday show, uh, multiple shows a day and workshops and stuff, and that will be at the end of April. So um, working with Morelli has been has been uh, fun, uh, a little challenging at times, uh, just because, you know, anytime you're building something from the ground up again, uh, you're going to run into setbacks and you're going to run into uh, – you're going to run into challenges that you didn't anticipate or um, – so, I mean – a couple yeah. of days ago, we had that crazy fog roll in and we were having comedians coming from L.A. Well, I mean, they were delayed and we had a whole room full of people. It's like, well, what do we do? So mm -hmm. like Anthony and I just kind of like riffed with the audience for 20 minutes until, you know, they finally got there just so we could hold the crowd. But it's like it's little things like that that uh, is fun to learn about what you have to do and what you have to anticipate for. So when we get into larger places and when we actually do uh get uh 501c3 then we can move exponentially faster and influence more um people in our region to come out and enjoy uh the performers and local acts that we have who are working so hard uh to try to make it into business nice and you mentioned you have shows coming up you have open mics tell me about the open mics uh so we do an open mic uh the first and third monday from seven to nine uh, on the fourth floor of the packa building uh in the randy bill duck studio so the next one we'll have is november 21st okay, calendar hi how you doing calendar um so it's kind of fun you know uh yeah november 21st will be our next open mic but it's kind of fun to know that like yesterday we had 12 comedians come uh two were from dc two were from cleveland one was from pittsburgh so it's it's neat to see these these comedians come through and recognize that erie is a place that can comedy can't happen um without 
any provocation really. I mean, people realize the potential of our area without needing to realize the potential of our area. I mean, you look at Erie on a map, you can see the lake, you can, you can see how far we are from Pittsburgh, Cleveland, Buffalo. So for a comedian who's coming up and budding, uh, living and working in Erie and getting their chops and, and doing podcasts and doing whatever they're doing, and then being able to travel two hours or an hour and a half to go to a bigger city and hit five, seven, eight comedy clubs uh, in a Friday or Saturday night going around to open mics and then coming back here and doing whatever they're doing for marketing to themselves or their day job. Like it's, it's Erie's a, it always has been a, a really dynamic place for you know the the ability of someone to go and and live on a on a on a cheaper scale and have amenities to big cities within an hour or two nice nice now i want to revert back to a question you mentioned or you mentioned something earlier you had a comic strip you tell me about you tell us about yeah tell us more about that uh, yeah, so I have, I wrote a cartoon called Ghost Cop. Um, I wrote 11 episodes, all um, to TV length and TV format and scripts. Uh, I have a little bit of background in, in script writing and, uh, and TV production. And right now I'm, gonna, I'm going through the motions to get an agent. I'm going through the motions to get a Kickstarter going. And a few other things uh, to try to get this thing off the ground because uh, an animated series is a pretty heavy lift. Uh, when it comes to the financial involvement per episode. Mm -hmm. um, just for an example, an episode of Family Guy cost about $425,000 per episode. Uh, just just for the animation, the writers, the editing, um, everything that goes in the back end of, of what you watch on TV. I mean, there's a lot of people that are working very hard to entertain you, and all of those things cost money. And that's just, uh, it's it's money that I don't have yet. And there are, there are different options available, I think, to me if I uh, were to pursue them. But right now, uh, with working for the city and um, doing all of what I'm doing now, my time, and also I'm, you know, spending time with my wife and my dogs, there's, there's, o there's only so many hours in a day and you can only do so much. So uh, I try to dedicate a few hours a week to getting each project a little bit further Um but in my mind, it's a marathon. It's it's really not a sprint. I have unlimited time to get these things done if they can even get done. And if they don't get done, that's fine. It was an enjoyable process for me to do. Um, and it's it's made a lot of connections uh, for me just by showing it to other people. And I feel like that's the best type of connection where someone recognizes the work is good and says, yeah, you could probably do something with this. Uh, you just need to do X, Y, and Z. And getting X, Y, and Z done also requires you to do, you know, M, B, and X, and then go back to L. So it's <laughs> there's there's an org chart somewhere with flying flying strings. But uh, once <laughs> I once I get one of those strings, I follow it until it goes to the next thing. And, um, and then I guess that string goes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of running around. Um, I did. I did just get an editor uh, a few weeks ago, so she is uh, she's reviewing it f uh, to ensure that it's in proper format. So if I do submit it to you know contests or anything like that, it'll be all ready to go, and it's all copyrighted and trademarked. Uh, thanks to Adam Williams and Rust Belt Law, he's a he's a good dude. He does most of our legal and contracts uh, and all that other stuff. So nice, nice. Now we're bringing back to the comedy. 
Um, do you have any upcoming shows you would like to promote? Anything? Uh, the, uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't. I don't know if we have. We had a show on Saturday, uh, but uh, the, the comedian. Uh, I'm not sure if he backed out or if we didn't sell enough tickets. Uh, I'm not. I don't remember what the what the case was there. But I think that show might be getting shifted over to the Black Monk. Um, so the the great <laughs> the great thing about what I'm doing with Anthony is uh, Anthony is doing most of the contacting of the comedians and booking the shows. Um, I'm more helping him with promotion and the space and anything that comes through our space. Uh, we'll record, we'll take headshots uh, for the comedians, and we will uh, sometimes provide photos of the show or live video. And that's all done um, just for free, usually. Um, and then people who come to the show or open mic, uh, we'll give them a lottery ticket. Uh, I am a big fan of giving stuff away. Uh, for my birthday, I give stuff away. I don't get presents. I just, I like, uh -huh. I, I like people because uh, anytime you give a present without any like causation, like the joy and like the spark that like you see in someone's eye is it's like no other thing you can do. So like, even That's if it's like cute. a small thing. So, and, and I like seeing that joy uh, across the board. So uh, comedy is one of those things that I really, really much enjoy because people who are coming to comedy shows typically are looking for some type of enjoyment from the, the mm -hmm. words that will come from the comedians. And I like seeing the laughter and the joy on people's faces at the end of the show and seeing them come up to the comedians and saying how good of a job they did. And you know, they come back and watch them again if they can. Yes. You just reminded me of some really great stories. Number one, one of my favorite quotes, which is from Charlie Chaplin, which is a day without laughter is a day wasted. You know? Yeah, for sure. And number two, some good stories. You're right. Giving back means everything. Like, you know, we're, we're all, we live in a world where we're so focused about what can I get? What can I get? Like, what can this politician do for me? Or what can um, this job do for me? Like, this job will give me benefits. We're not, that's why we're so stressed out with the work and everything. And it's not, well, what can we do for others? What can we do for this job? Here's a great example of what you were just saying with the giving and the joy. I used to be, you know, I was in Boy Scouts and I went to this one camp by myself. I made a friend there who was literally physically the opposite of me. Big guy, big, looked like if I ever got in a tussle with this guy, he would, he would take like half a swing and I'd be out. That's how big <laughs> this guy was, like, you know, but he was the nicest guy in the world. And we connected in a weird way. We connected, like we met in a weird way because he was like blocking a garbage can. And I like tugged on his shirt, excuse me, trying to get by. And he got down like, no, you're like, yes, buddy. And for some reason, I don't know to this day, he made me like jump back. And I'm like, <laughs> I said, excuse me. He's like, oh, sorry. So he moves up. So later that night, we were at a campfire. He comes and sits, you know, his kids troop comes over and says, do you mind if we join you? No, sure, problem, no problem. As who comes and sits right next to me and addresses the elephant in the room. <laughs> but that conversation, through that conversation, we found out that it was through our differences that made us the same. You know, people laughed at me for being a little person. People, it's kind of like a little bit why I went into comedy. Might as well get them left with me, you know? Yeah. Um, people were scared of him because he was big, but yet he was like this gentle giant. 
He was like <laughs> the definition of Hagrid, you know, like he was <laughs> he was like the gentle giant. Like he was the one wouldn't harm you if you unless you harmed someone that he cared about. He wouldn't even touch you, you know, like he would. He's the nicest guy ever. So, yeah, as long as he doesn't have a three-headed dog, I think I'd be cool with him. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So in the end, we became so we became quick friends after that. We called each other uh, big fella and little man. So <laughs> cool. I learned I learned a I learned something about him that camp or that week at camp. He because of like the size of his hands, struggled with tying knots because I just asked him, you know, like I was working on a project. And I'm like, hey big fella, can you just help me like just tie this knot over here? Or something, he kind of like his head went down. I was like, I'm sorry, little man. I don't, I'm not good at tying knots. And he kind of like looked defeated. I'm like, no, no, it's okay. It's okay. So, getting to the moral of the story, I was making the final day of camp. I was making some purchases at the camp store, just taking some souvenirs back. And I saw right in front of me this book on how to tie knots. <laughs> didn't even cross my mind, didn't think twice, purchased it. Now to find Big Fella who was standing right outside the door like he was like right around the corner and he was the happiest man on earth to receive that book yeah no yeah i'm sure he was yeah but there's another story too um i'm good at these things called the crane machine you know <laughs> I'm, ter- I'm terrible at the crane machine i i spent thousands of dollars i'm sure losing yeah <laughs> of so, my, of my life so with that came you know my grandfather taught me that talent he taught me how to win them and everything and you can ask my fiance sitting over here. I love to play the games. And I, if my brother has told me, if my life depended on you winning the crane machine, like winning something out of the crane machine, I would not do it. I would not. I wouldn't be scared of it. Be, I would be so confident that I'm going to walk out of here alive. So this was back in a time when like those Despicable Me movies were out. Yeah. There were these minions in the crane machine. I won one and then I won another one for a friend or I won one for a friend. And then I'm like, Hey, these are pretty cool. I should win one myself. I won one for myself. And as I did it, this guy comes up to me. He's like, Oh dude, can I have one of those? So I'm like, at the moment, I'm like, ah, I'm sorry, man. You know, one of these is going to someone. And then another, he's like, Oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, tell you what, if I win you one, would you pay me back or something? Yeah, sure. No problem. So I go to the ATM to get somebody to make sure, you know, just like get like 10, 20 bucks just to make sure I'm covered, you know. And in between the time that I leave and go back, there's this family that's hogging up the machine. They're taking their day sweet time, not winning, not winning, not winning, not winning. They finally give up the machine and I win one within like four tries. So now I'm looking for the guy. He's nowhere to be found. I see the family sitting in the distance and I say, you know what? You snooze, you lose. So I walked over. I walked over to because the, they had a little kid with them. Yeah, and I'm like, "Hey, buddy, here you go." And his family looked at me as if though I handed them a, like a million dollars. Are you <laughs> serious? I'm, I'm sure they spent a, quite a bit of money on the claw machine itself. <laughs> yes, but they're like, "Are you serious?" I'm like, "Yeah, wanted for someone. He's not here. Snooze, lose. And they're like, "Thank you. It's his birthday today." Oh my word, that's awesome. Yes. So that feeling alone. You're absolutely right. It's better to give than to take. Yeah, and I so. and I've been I've been put into a position in my life where I've I've been blessed in my career and my professional life and my personal life, where I I've been lucky enough to travel to a bunch of countries. I've been uh, I was in the army for a little while. I had a I had a good time there. Not everyone can say that, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, I, I've been, I was put into a position where I, I have what I need. My wife has what she needs and we're able to do this for the community. Mm-hmm. And what about the Erie community? Like what are some of your favorite activities or favorite like organizations to help out or. Like uh, so uh, <laughs> we are big. The reason we moved back to Erie originally was uh, my grandfather uh, he had dementia and my, my dad's had some medical stuff going on uh, throughout most of my life. Uh, he had a stroke when I was real young. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that's kind of evolved. He was in the Marine Corps and had uh, some spent some time in Vietnam. So we moved back to Erie to, you know, spend some time with family. And when we got back here, we had kind of forgotten because we had been gone for uh, eight years or so. Uh, and we had forgotten how nice the peninsula was. Mm-hmm. Uh, in comparison to like other places we've stayed in the country and the peninsula is the most amazing, one of the most amazing landmarks in, in the world, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a big draw for us. We also like, um, if you go down to front street uh, right before the connector, uh, you can walk along the promenade there uh, where Bayview park is and stuff. And that's a very nice area to go uh, just for a walk, especially down at sunset. Or, or at sunrise, depending on when you wake up. I know this morning was super cool. There was a blood moon. Did you see that? The lunar eclipse this morning? I saw pictures of it. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't see it myself. My my wife saw it. She woke me up. I fall, I fell asleep on the couch last night because uh, we were here late <laughs> talking about the comedy festival and having open mic. We were probably here till about 11, 1130. So mm. she was already asleep and I didn't want to disturb her. So I fell asleep on the couch and she woke up to go to work and she was like, oh, there's a lunar eclipse outside you should go and take a photo of it and i said oh, i'll get to it and then i went right back to bed <laughs> so <laughs> yeah i'll get to it tomorrow yeah oh yeah i'll be fine um no but i mean there's there's so many places in erie in erie county that if you're a fan of the outdoors or if you like to do any kind of fishing boating skiing or, or winter adventures uh there's there's something for you to do i mean visit erie does a great job uh, promoting the events in the region and, and things that are going on. And then there's uh, coming up, I mean, we have the Downtown Partnership Holiday Delights Festival, which will be at the beginning of December. And this year they're going to put an ice skating rink in, uh, in right in downtown Erie. So it's going to be, there's a lot of cool stuff that is going on. And to pick just like one or two favorite spots, I feel like is disingenuous to like all of the other spots. Uh, so I would yeah. just say, cool. I would, I would, if someone's looking to come and do stuff in Erie, just like you could Google cool spots to go to in Erie, and I'm sure there's a barrage of lists. Uh, and Prescott will probably top that list every time. But um, getting to your other point, yeah, visiterie.org probably sounds right. Yeah. Uh, com. I'm not sure. Uh, but getting to your other point of like what organizations I like to like go and help and, and participate in, I like organizations who are doing, uh, stuff that I'm kind of interested in. And then I also like going to organizations events and helping them document them because they don't always have someone who's taking photos or remembering to bring a, a PA system for them or, you know, just general things that might be overlooked uh, for people who have run big events before. Uh, and that's a lot of people in town because a lot of people who are running these organizations are relatively new. 
And there's there's a system and a and a and a process to having an event, uh, and that and to make an event successful. And I've been a part of enough of them where I'll contact the organization or I'll just bring stuff with me and say, "Hey, do you need help with anything?" And they're like, "Oh, we really need a microphone and a speaker." And I'm like, "Well, I brought one of those. Uh, it's in my car. Let me go grab it real quick." And I I have like a little generator in my Jeep that I can plug stuff into if there's no power. Um, so a lot of the stuff that I do for organizations around town. Uh, is kind of in part with my job at the city, uh, which we'll get into in a second. But um, I, I do a lot. I do, I do some stuff with uh, Community Access Media um, who are going over some changes right now. They're upgrading some stuff. Um, they're doing some great stuff over there. I know one of the kids won. Uh, I, I call them kids because I feel like I'm older than like <laughs> many of the people who like work in these fields because I've been doing it. I've been doing this stuff. Uh, this kind of stuff for so long, 20 years or something. Um, so I have a lot of experience doing it. So like if uh, the, those guys over at CAM, uh, they sometimes run into issues. And it's nice uh, with Community Access Media because there's a member network where if you're not entirely sure how to do something, uh, there's a relatively good guarantee that we can ping the community and figure it out. Uh, whether it's like, I know a guy who knows a guy, or like somebody else knows a, a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy who knows a guy, but like we can always try and get to the bottom of the answer if we, if we have to. Nice. Um, yeah. So I, I, I just think there's a lot of organizations who are doing great stuff and uh, I've, I've been doing a, a lot of cool things, helping promote them in the last uh, three and a half years, four years uh, with my role as the media strategist for the city of Erie. Uh, the next question. Yeah. Uh, and uh so I'll just kind of lead into that. So mm -hmm. uh, last week I put in my resignation with the city um, just kind of due to the fact that there's some things going on with uh, the Randy Bill Duck organization. There's things moving forward with the uh, comedy club, the comedy club concept. And there's, there's a couple other things that I, I want to do um, and that my family would like me to do, which is kind of back off a little bit um, from doing so much and, and really hone down on the things I'd like to do. And um, in my current capacity with the city, there's just, there's just, we were talking about it earlier. There's just not enough time uh, to do all of those things. And I think uh, the impact that I made so far in the city is uh, just about how far I needed. I, I wanted to get them uh, before somebody else would have to come in because social media is, is, is a strange dichotomy of things where uh, you have to keep up on stuff every day, all day, seven days a week, 365. And I'm, I, I run all of the city's social accounts. I help with the police department. I help with the fire department. Um, and then I write, you know, a bunch of press conference scripts and I do all the others. I did all the other stuff. Um, so all of that stuff takes a lot of time and then creating content for four years, multiple times a day, every day, seven days a week. Like I'm just, I think I'm out of stuff to write about. Like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm just like, writer's I, yeah, I've, I've reached, uh, I've reached the, the, the mass of, of where I can go uh, and do things for the government. And I, and I mm -hmm. thought it was a good time um, with, you know, the mayor coming into the next election cycle um and and everything that goes behind you know government there's uh 
there's people who both like and don't like government, obviously. Uh, there's people who don't like Democrats and don't like Republicans. And then there's people who just don't like anything. Uh, and those are all the people who comment on our social media on the city site. And I have to go through all of those comments to make sure, you know, they're not, violating, they're not violating First Amendment rights. They're not, you know, discriminatory or selling anything. It's not spam. Like there's there's a barrage of things that you have to look for because those aren't allowed to be in a public forum, which is what uh, any municipality's social media is. It's a it's a it'd be equivalent to going and speaking at the public comment period during the city council meeting. Uh, it's just all of the time. So <laughs> to monitor something all of the time and then also be it gets uh, in your head. It gets yeah, it it, it, it it does. It wears on you a little bit. Um, and, and God bless the people who are, have been in, uh, these positions for years, but, uh, it's also kind of the, um, the cycle of, of communications, uh, in, in government. I mean, you see it from at the federal level all the way down. Um, they're just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just reach a point where like, I, you just have, you like, I, you know, I'm I'm good. I I don't need to do it. I don't need to do it anymore. <laughs> I, like yeah. I, I did, uh, I did 15 years in the army. I did three years more of public service, um, and now I'm going to focus more on helping uh, what I would like to call the 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 mass community, but it's really a niche community of comedians, performers, and artists who are just trying to get and express themselves uh, in a manner of which that both sounds good and has good quality. Um, because if you don't have those two things, no one's going to watch your content. Uh, so, I I think there's there's something to be to be said for what organizations like Cam have been doing with you know having memberships and having the ability for people to come and rent cameras and and audio equipment and stuff like that. And then there's also something to be said for people um, in town like uh, Rob Frank and Minaj and and Joe Farelli who are doing you know uh, nationally known documentaries and commercials and uh and and video projects like that and there was really no there was really no uh bottom to that like so everything was kind of either spilling up or spilling down but for the people who can't afford 60 bucks a year for a cam membership or can't afford you know thousands of dollars for you know a high grade professional production um, I thought what we're doing here at Randy Bill Duck, albeit it's not like I'm not shooting an 8K, uh, but we can get you an HD video and I'll do professional sound. I have all the sound stuff from just years of being in music that I have acquired. I have like seven drum sets. I have, uh, I don't want to say it out loud how many snare drums I have because my wife says if I buy another one before I buy her a new wedding ring uh, for her anniversary <laughs> we'll have some issues uh, so I'm kind of keeping the number confidential that way if I do get another one it's like oh no I've, I've always had that one it's been here forever uh, but <laughs> uh, so I it's been I here have... forever as it has the sales it still has the sale tag on it yeah <laughs> Uh, but I, I just felt like there needed to be a space where people could come in and, and be themselves and perform and have access to uh, a mechanism where they could promote themselves afterward or during if they wanted to. I mean, if you if someone were to contact us through the website and say we wanted to live stream something, I mean, there there are ways to do that where it's cheaper um, 
than bringing in a production company. Uh, it's not going to, the quality won't be what you think it will be, but I mean, you'll be able to see and hear what happened. <laughs> mm -hmm. Awesome. And you and me were talking a little bit off air about some other dreams you have. Would you mind sharing that with the audience too? Yeah, uh, for sure. So uh, big picture, and I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to begin to, to accomplish this task, but big picture, I would like to set up uh, this facility uh, under a, a new name, a new nonprofit name uh, that we're coming up with. Um, so it would be a facility where you can, where someone can come in and do uh, photos and music recording, and we'll have a small event space. And I would like to set that up in 54 cities across America. Mm -hmm. And then in that event space, what I would do is have uh, smaller uh, local regional uh, acts come in and perform at a smaller venue. Um, and then same thing, they'd get the recordings for free. Um, and then, uh, what was I going with that? <laughs> I ran out of steam in my thought process there. Uh, no, they would get the recordings of that. And then, you know, we'd also set up uh, circuits almost with comedians where they could do a Northwest circuit, a Northeast circuit, a Southwest circuit, or a uh, Southeast circuit. Um, and I would like to do it in cities that are comparable to Erie in size. So cities between, you know, 80,000 and 200,000 or counties or, or whatever. And from what I have researched in these type of markets, there isn't a strong presence of uh, music recording or really anything like this. But as you all know, just traveling around, in every aspect, in every corner of the globe, there's a creative person. And sometimes that creative person doesn't have the means or the or the 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 ability to put something like what I've put together together. Um, because there is a lot that goes into sound production and video and even taking a photo. I mean, there's there's knowledge on the back end that not everyone has. And someone like me who's been doing it for 20, 25 years, I I not only have all the stuff. Uh, but I have I have the skills and the friends in these places where I don't necessarily have to be there, but they're willing to donate their time and their energy and their money uh, to go and help these these people because everyone at some point in their life has been lended a hand, and mm -hmm. most of the people who I've been contacting like this, the concept of it itself sells them without anything behind it. And then showing them what we've been doing here in Erie is really a selling point for uh, the business communities in their towns uh, who might need to produce a radio commercial. Or you know, it's, it's, it's little things like that where you don't know you needed it until you have it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, so uh, a great example of that is a knife I just bought that holds, it's like it holds the apple down and then just like slice it. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know I needed it until I had it. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I just think this concept is is something that can be expanded and, and really done uh, in a way, in such a way that can help uh, people across America. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Love the idea. Love the big picture. So now, buddy, I've got two more questions for you to make this an official buddy cast. 
Okay. The first one is brought to us by my buddy Jonas Kane at hashtag positivity. He wants to know, in your own words, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? Uh, what does it mean to be someone's buddy? I would say to, to be a buddy, you have to have a certain level of loyalty uh, to your buddy. And there has to be uh, an honesty involved as well. Uh, because without that honesty, uh, you're not really being a buddy. You're, you're just kind of brushing over what you think they want to hear. And, and to, be, to be a true buddy, you, you have to be able to take the good with the bad. And if, if you're going to be a buddy, I think that there is a, there's a concept that I don't remember exactly what religion it is because I've, I've, I've looked at a lot of them. But there's a concept where you, where you uh, it's like the golden rule. You, you treat others how you'd want to be treated. And personally to me, I, um, if I'm doing something that is offending you or, or could offend someone else, uh, you should tell me because there are times where I shoot from the hip and I don't always know what's going to come out of my mouth. (laughs) So like, if I do, if I do say something that's like not right and my wife's great at correcting me, just letting you know that right now. (laughs) Uh, but like, if there's something I'm saying or something I'm doing, I, I think to be a buddy is to show, uh, that you care. But if there's something also like good that I'm doing or something good that, you know, my buddies are doing, I think it's good to show that encouragement back. Like that was really great. You know, you should do that again. Or, uh, you know, however you're, whatever you're doing, whatever the project is, uh, being someone's buddy just goes back to being a, a, a good and decent friend. Really, I mean, if you treat everyone you meet and everyone you encounter as a friend and and you trust them, you know, don't not everybody needs to be trusted. But if you trust them to a point where you can you can tell them things and and you can say, hey, you know, you did great or you did bad. And this is this is why I think that's that's what it means to be a buddy. Brilliant. Great answer. And now we've come to what's called the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. Mm. You ready for this? It could be. <laughs> oh, for anyone out there who wants to do what you're doing with Randy Bilduck, who wants to do the type of work you're doing, especially like even in the comedy scene, what is your advice to them? So th- there was something my grandfather told me when I was really, really young. And it was, if you work hard and show you're determined and you capitalize on the people that you know can help you, you can do anything. Uh, and, and there's, there's something to be said about asking for help. Uh, and that's, this could be, you know, starting a project. Um, this could be help in school, mental health. There's, if you think even a little bit that you could use a hand, don't be afraid to ask for the hand because a lot of times, as long as you ask and you ask in a way that, um, doesn't make you come off like it's only for you it's it's for other people too um but even if it is for you i mean don't don't be afraid to ask the question that you know if you need something like if if you need to (laughs) i go back to elementary school where you had to raise your hand to go to the bathroom uh (laughs) so like if you need a hand like like just like raise your hand up you know like and somebody will call on you 
eventually. It might not be in the time frame that you're looking for, but sometimes the universe isn't, it's not playing on your time, man. Like mm -hmm. you got, you have to, there's a, there's a level of patience you have to have too. Um, and without that patience and without hard work and without asking for a little help here and there, like you'll never go anywhere. Uh, in, mm -hmm. in my personal opinion, I mean, there, there, there has to be an element of hard work. There has to be an element of, of asking for help. And there also has to be an element of trusting yourself uh, that you think you will be able to go through with this. And there have been times where I'm like, I am spending a lot of money on this project. Should I keep it going? And every time I wait a week or two and, I'm, and we had a comedy show on, on Sunday with Dan Lamont and Natalie Kumbo. And it, it's, it's, it shows like, like that where someone can come in and make me laugh harder than I've probably laughed in years. It, it's, it's stuff like that, that kind of brings you back to why you're doing what you're doing in the first place. And w without those pillars uh, and everyone has different fundamental pillars that they're, you know, beliefs and, and personal characters developed on, but you, you need to have them, whatever they are. And, and my, my personal ones are, you know, loyalty, trust, hard work, and determination. And if, if you have those things, there, there's really not a lot that you can't do. Mm -hmm. uh, and, yeah. then as, and then there's another component of it where you also have to be open to letting, to an extent, you have to be open to letting it, letting the project go in the direction that it feels like it's moving. And then if it's not moving in the direction you want it to, then you have to really decide when it becomes a fork in the road, what you think needs to happen. And that decision is on no one but you. If you're running your own business, if you're running a project, if you're, if you're running, you know, if you're managing your job, a lot of that is just, it's on you and you have to decide what your personal ethics are in that, in that situation. And once you decide which way you're going to pivot, and, and me, I always, I, I lean to, to pivoting bigger than what I'm doing. Uh, just, my wife calls me a dreamer. Uh, so, so um, there has to be a sense that what you're doing is going to be impactful, whether that's to your own personal being or to other people. Brilliant. You're right. You get by with the little help from your buddies. That's, That's true. Yeah. Just like Joe Cocker said, man. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. to, paraphrase the, to paraphrase the Beatles, we get by with a little help by our buddies. Yeah. So, for sure. Well, buddy, thank you so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Best of luck to you and your future plans. I hope it all works out for you, and I hope you open those comedy clubs. Let me know when you do. I'll be sure to do some traveling, check them cool. out. Yeah, that'd be great. Yes. But thank you most of all for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Congrats on the 40 under 40 again. You too. Thank you. And before we close out this episode, I have one favor to ask you. Sure. Whatever you do today, tomorrow, next week, next month, heck, even next year, please go be someone's buddy. I think I can do that, buddy. Solid. For all my buddies out there, this is my buddy, Frank. Please check out Randy Bilduck and please... Go be someone's buddy today. Get rid of all this election, all the election blues, and just be there for someone. Have lunch with someone. Don't talk about 
don't talk about the election. Don't talk about politics. Just talk about why you're buddies for crying out loud. The world needs more buddies. Don't you think so, Frank? I do indeed. Alrighty. We'll catch everyone here next time on everybody's favorite show, BuddyCast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy, we've got to make them last, buddy, buddy, before they've all gone past, buddy, buddy, tune in to BuddyCast. Don't feel like it could make it, buddy, here on BuddyCast.